Oh, hi Nakul. Oh, thank yeah. you so much for uh, taking the time <laughs> on a Sunday. After so uh, long. After so long, yeah. Not so, two weeks, I think. No? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, currently you're at Lead AI as a product manager and uh, I think we'll get there. Um, it's 2021, so we'll get there as to how you got to the um, Lead School, Lead School, right? To Lead School um, and your learnings as a product manager, etc. Um, but uh, maybe we can start off from your engineering days. So, where did you do your engineering? Oh, here, Bangalore, BNM. Okay. Um, like going into engineering, what were your interests and you know what were you excel? Did you think you'd be getting into a product role? No, not at uh, all. While going into engineering, did you want to be an engineer or was that? Um, so, so uh, my my needs when I was uh, getting into engineering, I was probably I was probably what seven, sixteen, seventeen years old when I was making that decision. Uh, my needs back then were <laughs> were very different. Uh, I, I was in, well, uh, I was naive. Uh, I, I didn't have enough information to to process and make make a good decision. Um, I like any any standard boy. I was into cars, and and you get into cars, you get into all the parts in a car, and you say, oh, I want I, I want to move in this direction. I tried building my own car, and then I said, okay, like let's get into mechanical engineering, and then you know there's a larger spectrum of things I can do which interests me, you know, I can play with gears, I can play with shafts and so on. So that's how I got in. Um, so I got into engineering because I wanted to do engineering. Like I, I wasn't part of the, co- there's a large community which got into it because they didn't know what to do or they didn't want to do it and somebody forced them to, but I got it out of my own like choice. You wanted to become a mechanical I wanted to become, an, okay. become a mechanical engineer. Okay. And I went into it with that uh, in, in mind. Did you want to like design cars and build cars? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. so a big part in in school as well. uh, I'd be like, I never paid attention in school. I always daydream like most of the time. So eight hours a day was like daydreaming time. You're saying Uh, it very proudly. Okay. It's fine. It's all in the past. In the past, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I used to draw cars on the... You know, the we used to have these individual desks. Mm-hmm. And I used to draw cars all the time. And then I say, okay, so how? what's the size of the car? And what's the dimensions? Okay, now what What kind of engine I want to uh, I stick stick into this? Um, and I used to try to draw engines uh, uh, on, on my desk. So I used to do all of that. Okay. So, so yeah, this, this, this fascination has been there for a while. So at what point in engineering did you decide, you know, because you did get into mechanical stream, mm-hmm. at what point did you decide, you know, this is not for me and mm-hmm. you had to let go of that? So, uh, so uh, like the way I see engineering, I mean, there are a lot of things over there. So uh, like when people, when people say, oh, engineering is, you know, not for me and so on, I, I, I don't think they've thought it through. Um, what The way engineering is packaged is very different from what engineering actually is. Engineering is basically problem solving using science, right? Mm-hmm. That's what engineering is. We've just fucked it up as a, as a society and packaged it as different degrees and, mm-hmm. and so on, right? So, uh, like, like it, I mean, initially I was very, uh, I, I didn't know which one was right, but then I figured out that engineering is about problem solving. It's about understanding the science behind something and then putting something together. That, that's engineering. Right. So I, I'm very happy I went through that because that's a skill that will take me a a long way in life, right? right? I, I'm going to hold that till I die. Mm-hmm. Um, about the packaging part, of course, I was sold some shit and then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened. I think engineering has a bad rap, right? Today's, I mean... Yeah, I, I, people, I mean, people confuse engineering uh, with, with what's it, what it's positioned as, mm-hmm. right? Like, they, they, I mean, if you take a, 
a package right so they they think engineering is the covering and the gift wrap and so on that's not what it is it's what what's on the inside it's problem solving right right, right? right. so like even today like i i do problem solving literally every day mm-hmm. right i mean it, it's all about that so that's helped me a lot right uh, but still getting to like when, but when did you decide that okay uh, so or, huh. um Yeah, yeah, maybe an inflection point in it, your There was an inflection point. So I think 1 2 years in I I I realized that I was not excelling at uh, at engineering. Right, right? Right. So I uh, I always believed that you know like do I mean of course after consuming a lot of content online and talking to people and seeing people who achieved and you know going talking to them and saying okay what have you done? Uh I I understood that uh, there's no point in uh pers- I mean If you're really good at something, then pursue it. If you're not really good at something, you try hard. You figure out if you can become really good at it. If not, you're going not going to attain that sense of satisfaction. So stick. I mean, move towards something that you're really good at. So that's that. That's one of those fundamental things that I believed in. Uh, that or that information I assimilated when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think two years into engineering, I said, yeah, I'm not really excelling here. So you kind of realized if you continue down this path, you will not be at the top ninety eight percent. Exactly, I'll be some mediocre yeah. fucker. I'll be there. Right, right, uh, right, right. Uh, oh, by the way, you beep it out or it's fine. No, no, it's fine. Okay, it's so, for an explicit uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll be some mediocre guy somewhere. I, I don't want. I mean, what's the thrill of living life as a mediocre one? So, right, right. So I said, okay, maybe this is not for me. Um, and I, and I tried different things. Of course, I didn't rule it out. I said, let's try different things. Let's see what works. Sorry, at this point in time, I mean, uh, I mean that realization itself is is not a joke, right? I mean, like uh, taking up a stream and then midway through, you realize, uh, you know what, you're you're probably not going to make a huge mm-hmm. impact on this field. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I mean, you you I mean, you spoke about it very genially, but mm-hmm. uh, like, was how did did was that an experience in itself, or like how was that? Yeah. Uh, I I mean I I under, I'm mindful of what people face when they have to take those decisions, uh, because I mean th- you've created this sense of reality around you, saying you know I am in in this degree for this and right, so right. on, and then suddenly it There's doesn't work that way. Also, right? Like so you're like okay, what will I think of myself? What will my society think of me if I move in a different direction and so right. on? Thankfully, uh, I didn't have. I mean, like since I was a kid, I, I mean. I I was always the naughty one, and I was always the I wouldn't say I was a rebel child, but I I didn't listen to people. I always had this need to okay actually say okay why are you saying that what's what's behind it. So I didn't take people seriously, um, and 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 uh, thanks to the internet, I started getting information that affirmed that belief. Um, uh, when I was pretty young, you know, like tenth grade, ninth grade, I start I start reading a lot of stuff online that that was in that direction. So like I. I always I I never you no know, like took people seriously. I, I never took society seriously. I never took my parents seriously. I said, yeah, they have their needs and then they they would know what. I mean, they have their needs because they're built in a certain way and they're brought they're brought up in a certain way, but that that can't define what I become. Mm-hmm. So, that sense of pressure wasn't there. Okay. Of course, there was this pressure of accountability that okay, I I'm, I'm in this and I've been helped by my parents to get here. So how do I reconcile over there? This is an accountability. I mean, for yeah, you, or, I mean, for me, like personally, I'm accountable to people who backed me so far, right? right? So that was there. That pressure was there. Okay, there is a sense of accountability now. How do I pivot and still, you know, like mm-hmm. keep them happy because they've backed me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then the larger society, I mean, why do you give a fuck? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> people don't know what they're doing. Why do you right. care what they mm-hmm. think of you? So um, there were those, you know, like. Those are those those. Yeah. So uh, I so you came to this realization. You thought about this, and then, so, 
And did you did you start uh, now that you've realized, did you start looking for other avenues where you oh, yeah, probably yeah. be and and none of this none of this was a linear journey. It was not event one led to event two right, led right, to right. event three. It was those, all parallel. I think that only happens in movies. I think. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that's mean, bullshit. The one scene happens and then the next character is completely flipped. Yeah. It it was it was it, it it's never like that from the from the people I've examined and, and I've examined myself as well. It was, it all happened in parallel. I just stumbled upon uh, uh, an organization called ISEC. Uh, where i had no clue what they were up to so i just went in to see what's happening and and i just went in i i went into that place because i just saw a lot of energy there uh, and and people were really driven by something i i did not know what this was Maybe you so can tell us what isec is so uh, isec facilitates uh, intercultural exchanges so people from here go abroad uh, and people from abroad come here and either work for long uh, long periods of time being one or two years or short periods of time being two three months okay. uh, they come here for short short visits to work on social causes over here and and vice versa people from here go abroad and do it um and and, and i mean the, the stats I, i i i'm out of of the organization now I, I, and i i know very minimum about it for the last two years but from what i knew back then it was there in about 100 plus countries okay um and we would facilitate exchanges with each other so um so you went up i mean went on to see isaac isaac right yeah um, so did you volunteer i mean yeah yeah so um i i got in uh, i just got in there because there was a lot of energy and then uh, i i met a few like minded people that's how you know like i got into it okay um and then i said okay i'll take some roles and responsibilities mm-hmm. and back then again there was a transitionary phase where i was saying oh no you know just focus on what you're doing right now you know get engineering right and so on and then there's another part of me saying yeah you tried that enough try something else you know throw throw some coins out and see what works right mm-hmm. let let probability do its thing mm-hmm. so um i mean all of this is looking backwards none of this was looking forward yeah, yeah, yeah. right so uh I I got I got in and I said okay I'll take a few I'll take a little responsibility and I see how it works. So then I I got and I started liking it mm-hmm. where where you know a big part of my engineering didn't work out because I never got to ask the question of why. Mm-hmm. Right? So everything was given to you saying okay what is this subject what is this topic how does this work and so on and nobody got to why why it is like that and mm-hmm. and like if I'm not able to get to the why I zone out pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, either it doesn't interest me enough, or that person I'm talking to is not. I know I'm not going to get enough from them, and I just say, okay, so it's a waste of time and move out. Right, right. But at ISEC, I start getting to the why. I mean, more people were accommodating of why are we doing this? Why? Why is the? Why does this work like this and so on? So automatically, that that need of why was somewhat you know, start getting fulfilled over there. So I start get taking up more and more responsibility. I start for about three months. I start doing individual work, and then I start taking care of a team, mm-hmm. and so on. And then I I I won the selection process. I I start taking care of an entire department, and then yeah, that was a different. So right. you ended up being the president of ISEC. That your, is three years down the line. Yes. Yeah. So maybe you can take us through you know, uh, that journey and uh, you know major. Uh, yeah. Um. So so uh, I I joined ISEC back in twenty sixteen. Um. No. End of 2015, where 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 I generally started taking up uh, responsibility. So in 2015, you were in your second, third year. I think I was in, I was in my second year. I think yeah, second year. Second year. Yeah, this was that transitionary phase. So 2015, I I took up some some work to do the whole of 2015 actually. Uh, I started taking care of my own work in an individual capacity, and then taking care of a team and so on. And then uh, it's it's a not not for profit, right? So people work for free. So you, mm. you need to figure out how to get people to work for free. Mm. Um, so 
I, I mean, so over there as well. So I said, what what am I good at? I'm good at communication. So let me see if I can double down on that. And what what does it mean to double down on that? So I, I was I was working in this department which took care of uh, um, corporate exchanges. So people from abroad would come and work in companies like Infosys, TCS, and so on over here. Um, and a lot of MSMEs also over here and vice, uh, vice versa. I, I used to take care of the inbound ones. So people from there would come here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I used to go meet uh, founders, entrepreneurs, people who ran departments and so on, and then would g- facilitate, I mean, open up positions over here and people from abroad would come and take them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. That was something new. So there was more to learn over there. And then, I mean, my I, I got my kick because I, I, I could speak with, founders, promoters, and so on. And then I could examine them a little closer than I could before in life, right? All right. Mm. So like, that was the kick for did, me. Was that like a catalyst? I mean, not a catalyst per se. Was that, did, did that like spark that uh, entrepreneurial? Oh, that was there from, from the beginning. So, uh, okay. like, I, I, I always wanted to run my own business. Okay. Um, that was there. I, I, I don't know. I can remember what I was up to, like, six, six seven years old. And then from there, that's been because... Uh, I saw people around me running businesses and so on, and then I took that upon myself, saying, "Even I want to do something like that mm-hmm, someday." Mm-hmm. So, but talking to these, uh, uh, talking to these businesses, talking to these founders, um, what was that experience like? I mean, oh, back then it was really good because um, I mean I didn't have it before, right? I right. didn't have direct access to people mm-hmm. like that. So now I had it. So the, the first must- thing was yay, and then the second thing was okay. Now I have this access. Now what do I do about it? Okay. Uh, so I would go ask them. Like I, I used to just go to meet them, and then like they'd see this college kid with a bright spark in his eyes coming in. So they'd spend some time. They they they'd take thirty minutes off and say, "Yeah, come sit, talk to me. What do you want? What do you want to do in, in life and so on?" Mm-hmm. So that was. I mean, they were very accepting. They're like, "Ah, oh, you're a you're a you're a, you're a bloody college kid, and you're trying, and I, I'm paying you for services. So, like, mm-hmm. I respect what you're doing. Now, now I'll give you my time. Tell me." Tell me what you want is mm-hmm. where they they would come from. Not everybody, but a, a large chunk of them. Mm-hmm. So that got me early access. Okay, so um, so I think by twenty sixteen you are the president. Right? No, twenty seventeen. So end of twenty sixteen, the the entire year of twenty seventeen is when I, I I ran as president. Okay. Right. Uh, twenty sixteen end of twenty sixteen is when I won the elections. Okay. To do so. But this was also while you were in college. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. This was in your final year, if I'm. Almost final, yeah, yeah, actually final, yeah. Final, yeah, yeah. Um, so at this point in time, um, you know, you're doing well in ISEC as well, but uh, you also know, end of t- 2017, uh, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. get out of the college mm-hmm. system. Um, you know, what are your thoughts at that point in time? And mm-hmm. so how are you approaching the transition from mm-hmm. uh, from academia to... Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, I mean... Um, in in the fa- I mean the last one year of college, all you all you think about is what next, right? So, right, right. Uh, are, are you going to um, go study abroad? Are you going to go work for somebody now? Uh, are you going to sit for placements and so on? Um, in, in in a very nice way, my options were limited. I know I knew I did not want to go study, right away, okay. uh, because I I did not know what I wanted to double down on, and I, and I saw studies as a trump card. You can use it once, you have to use it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was one. So that got rolled out. Placements was a no-no because I didn't really, um, I mean, I, I actually went and examined what people do when they get placed in these large companies and then it was a very disappointing future there. So I said, ah, this is not for me. Um, so that got ruled out. So it was more like my choice is closed, mm-hmm. right? So what did I have? I, I could, you know, I could, I had to fend for myself, 
right as i okay now who who's going to get nakula job next nakula's going to get it for himself mm-hmm. so i said okay where am i going to get from not through college i'm going to get through my the network i'm going to build at mm-hmm. at i second whatever people i know there so i doubled down on that mm-hmm. right um so like that's pretty much how <laughs> how how the choices were made okay um and and uh, then actually so uh 2017 like the start of 2017 i i never really thought about it saying my most important thing was not to find a job my most important thing was to succeed in my term right i i really didn't care about the other part mm-hmm. um it just so happened that you know all of this worked out so my focus was okay 2017 is my year i i i have certain things to achieve how do i get that done okay so all my eggs were in that basket i'm so what happened after 2017 i mean uh in 2017 that that was a uh, one of the most like important years for me okay. because i always i mean like, as kids we so as in 2017 you, you didn't graduate right? i mean yeah i, I graduated in 2017 okay. 2017 um and but but at the same time that was not the most important event of that year right i mean okay. graduation is a very significant year but not for me it wasn't the important year um for me that that term that that one year of of present was even more important mm-hmm. because the responsibilities were larger just infinitely more complex for me to deal with mm-hmm. um than graduation so um all, like my focus was only there and and um, that was a revolutionary year for me because i unlearned so much about who i was who i could be who i am and because, i mean as kids we assimilate a lot of information uh, which later becomes baggage and so mm-hmm. on right so i could like there were new truths i was Uh, you know like finding about myself mm-hmm. um myself saying oh okay i thought i was a different person and now i'm this and and then okay how do i you know reconcile that keep it in and you know figure it out mm-hmm. so all of that was happening so um it it was the mental what's that word um people hit puberty uh i mean like mental maturity mm-hmm. right that was the year 20 2017 was the year year it, it stretched me apart shed me into pieces uh because it was super tough to run the place so it was really I mean, okay if in in 2018 we hmm. we were discussing about 2017 hmm. but i think in 2018 hmm. you were one of the founding team members of boxy no so i um um it was it was a company i was running um i i lucked out into getting in early um okay. i lucked out into getting in early uh, part of the core team and um I, through isaac oh so box so the inception of box ai happens in 2018 or 20, 2017 early 20, mid 2017 okay uh, the, the three founders got together uh, they, they said they have to do something in the personalization and the ai, AI space and that's how they start um and uh, it so happens that one person that i was uh, seeking advice from when i was at my time in isaac he was also working out of the same co-working space as as the box team mm-hmm. uh, the box founders um and he was uh he was running a lot of uh, education internship and a lot of other, a lot of other programs so uh he put me in touch with them and said you know these guys know seem to know what they're doing you should you should go talk to them and see what's up mm-hmm. so i just walk in and i say yeah can i work come work with you mm-hmm. and and i mean these guys had accolades for working in their favor so i said, I said yeah cool and then i joined so, as part of the initial team itself. okay so at that point in time so this is post graduation based yep. in 2017 yeah uh, so this is point, in, this is uh, early 2018 early 2018 yeah jan so, feb 2018 so at this point in time how how many months old is boxy 
six, six months. I think so. Yeah. Around six. Months. Last count. Yeah. All right. Um, Super nascent. So you join as. So. um that that that's one of the biggest question marks in life uh-huh. what i what i joined for and what i did was completely different okay. see any startup i mean you you sh- you shouldn't care about what you join as you only care about what you can give mm-hmm. uh so so i like at that point in time i was in um i mean there were emotional needs and and then professional needs i think they're different if they're in sync they're good my emotional needs were uh, um i i over the years i had learned that humans are more than you know just what what you see there there are a bunch of molecules uh, vibrating at different frequencies and and there there's a slosh of chemicals going on here and i wanted to perfect the art of being able to control that mm-hmm. right like fucking weird needs right mm-hmm. um so i mean i i stopped seeing humans as humans i mean i saw them as bodies and molecules and you know like chemicals in their brains so i i wanted to see how i can uh somehow control that mm-hmm. uh so i said okay now professional needs now how do i get get into it? i said marketing right okay. i said okay let's let's get into marketing let's see how that works okay right so i got in and i, I wasn't cut cut out for it mm-hmm. uh, I, i because i didn't know enough about it as well what i was good at is uh, i was good at conversations and selling so uh, like 3 4 months in because like i just couldn't make it happen uh and the and the company had different needs i said okay cool let's get i'll start picking up the phone and I'll start selling so that happened and then i started selling and then that rent went off really well okay right uh because i was able to uh, get people on the phone talk to me explain the product show interest show faith get on board start paying mm-hmm. right all of this i was able to do it on my own mm-hmm. so i said okay the company needs it more than anything else so might as well do it okay right which is why i said like whenever you're joining a startup don't think about what you join as but what you can give because yeah. the needs change drastically but i mean i think i think uh, i think the the situation kind of favored you as well i mean i, I don't oh, yeah. think i don't think i mean in some cases you might get fired as well i mean oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Might get oh, yeah. Well. i mean uh, i mean my my mentor uh, uh, he he was i mean he knew how to spot what a person can do well right 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 so and 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 he was good at just nudging you saying hey you know what by the way you can add more value there Mm-hmm. So then I said, yeah, makes sense. Get in, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So um, that's how I started. And then, of course, I uh, like one big job was to get get clients in. Another one was to deliver the solution. Another one was to figure out what to build next. So, uh, what was my role over there? Question mark. Mm-hmm. I don't know to this day. We are, like we've had very funny like this conversation. It's a funny conversation inside the company. Nobody knows what. Mm-hmm. I, I just did whatever it took to keep the. So, uh, I don't know if my timeline is accurate here, but yeah. I think in twenty nineteen, Netcore. Yeah, um, uh, November eighth of twenty nineteen is when Netcore bought Box Start AI. Okay. Um, uh, they bought us for our product and the business that we built. So I think uh, one company buying another company is always a significant event. Oh yeah, uh, it is. It's always yeah. a significant event. At this point in time, so we've skipped uh, a lot chunk of twenty eighteen. Now we are in twenty nineteen. So at this point in time, how big is Box AI? Now, um, begin what term? So begin. Uh, I'm blind numbers. I mean, I think we we'd size down before that. We'd come down. To, I think fifteen, sixteen people. Not bad. Okay, fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Uh, 
maybe you can walk us through the experience of on the excitement of there's a lot of i, I feel like <laughs> yeah. there there'll be a significant excitement about you know who's buying us and you know what's oh, the yeah, yeah. that transition period the, and getting acclimated to the new uh, company as well yes, yes. their culture and so maybe you can walk us through that yeah i mean the acquisition event was not a one time event it was actually drawn over months um so so over months we were figuring okay so we i mean the the company had gotten offers from different people from different companies and so on and then it was a okay who do you rule out what like what do you want and then you start ruling out possible acquirers um and and uh, i think in the middle we decided we'd go with with a person um like once we just lost it we just went to thailand all over the, the entire companies flew to thailand we just sat there for seven six seven days got out and was like take a break mm-hmm. and then we came back and then that code happened um, but like i said it's a it was not a one time event it was not hey we meet you we like you we buy move not like that at all right, right. uh it's drawn over months and a lot of complex things and it's it's a marathon um uh, it's a marathon of emotions it's a marathon of paperwork it's a marathon of of a lot of things um but but it was a very exciting time uh, it, it it has its up, ups and downs i mean i can't talk too much about it a right, right, right. uh, lot of ups and downs lot of ups and downs um what it taught me the, the core lesson it taught me um because i i i did not know enough right i mean i'm a child i'm opening my eyes and i'm seeing consuming all the information i'm getting around me um uh, that ups and downs are what makes life um so earlier i was very discomforted by the fact that we're going up but then we go really down and then we're somehow balancing and we're going down again and going up so i'm like what the fuck's happening right but then what i mean those two 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 and a half years taught me that this is what life is and deal with it in fact embrace it right so that was life changing for me as well so i mean this this is new information this is new way of processing this information so that helped me a lot so or uh, did your roles and responsibilities stay the same or i think because i think once a com- once another company buys your i think they bring in a lot of structure around around that as well mm-hmm. i mean oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, i also i also think they clearly define what mm-hmm. value somebody like has to add and you know um did that change for you or oh yeah it is it does i mean see uh it it's like a wedding right i mean two different entities built very differently uh, people of those companies are very different and then they get together and they somehow have to make it work mm-hmm. so obviously it's going to be very different um uh, there's a lot of excitement uh, i mean netcore was very beautiful in i mean the way they you know like they integrated us into into their teams very nice people um uh, but then i mean the way they work the way It, it, they're an established company that that that's making making a shit ton of money, right? And then we are we're a startup. We're trying to find our product market fit. We found it, and then we're trying to make revenue, and we're trying to retain revenue, and so on. Mm-hmm. So like our realities are very different. So okay. so there's always a lot of friction. I mean, uh, I remember uh, talking to my boss, and he's like, "Yeah, mergers are messy, acquisitions are messy, mm-hmm. right? Because it's two individual, like two very different." entity right. is getting together okay arranged marriage okay yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean arranged or love marriage <laughs> but but yeah i mean but you get in to make it work my how my role evolved here was uh, earlier I, so okay uh, the best way to define my role would be hitman mm-hmm. i was a hitman right any problem send the hitman like, i mean yeah i wouldn't kill people but like i was a problem like i would kill problems yeah <laughs> i would kill problems okay. uh, like either solve them or shoot them down or get rid of them right so uh, what was my role 
because even i'm not able to answer that for myself it's a hitman mm-hmm. like, so, i get shit done that's all oh okay. um fair enough uh, anyway this so so why i brought that up because my role evolved into a larger hitman when i when we got into uh, because there's so many things right i mean when you're integrating a product the engineering teams talk to each other the product teams talk to each other um the delivery teams talk to each other and so on and then like they come from very different places so uh you need an enforcer to keep going and say yeah do it do it do it do it uh there's like a fuck ton of problems that come up and you know you f- you figure out which ones you have to solve which ones you can ignore and go on with life um so at what currently you are at school uh-huh. as a product manager uh-huh. where your role is clearly defined uh-huh. finally we've gotten to uh, yeah <laughs> finally uh-huh. we have a role uh where we can agree upon uh-huh. um at what point in time did you decide you know you wanted to switch to to switch to a com- different company or switch to product i mean full time product uh, maybe both um, so uh, early 2020 2020 early 2020 is when um, so uh, if, if i track back to the to the initial part of the conversation i disclosed that uh, i always liked making stuff right like i, st- I like to make cars and i used to build stuff together so that gave me a kick i mean that was my dopamine uh rush right so now uh, i was really good at whatever i was till till, till i was uh in 2017 18 so on now i said okay now let's pursue something concrete and let's get really good at it so i said okay what's the what helps me i mean where do my strengths lie right and what role would need that where do i get the kick of building right uh, and so on it's kind of my ikigai moment where i said okay uh, products seems like a place uh where i can you know like experiment and i can go wide across the company mm-hmm. uh and, and and you know talk to different people talk to different departments work on different assignments and and you know ship a product and mm-hmm. build right so i said okay this is where i think i i will like right so i said okay let's try it out and i walked up and i said i want to do this they say i yeah, could do it mm-hmm. uh so i started doing it i'm sh- I hope it wasn't that simple. Was it? Was it literally I, that simple? Though? Yeah. So, so it, it, it was high. It, it like the do it didn't come immediately. It came two days later. Uh, but yeah, it was actually plain simple. Oh my god! <laughs> Because see, fundamentally, it's all problem solving, right? So if a person trusts you to problem solve, then you can do whatever you want. But uh, what was the uh, catalyst finally? What was the catalyst for you to to move into that? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I mean, see. the decision was two two pieces one what my internal needs were and then what i saw happening in the world and and i saw that my internal needs would be met my internal needs were that i wanted to be something like where am i going to be really good at and where can i build right so that was like the venn diagram overlap um and then i said okay product seems to be a place but then there are all these different pre you know notions of product that you need to know tech you need to know how to code you need to know all of that so uh, what i just went on a fact finding mission jay youtube jay google that's where i learned from went i started looking at what people are saying start different start following different people what are they doing how are their lives uh, these guys are product fellows um, what are they writing what are they recording you know how these companies working then i i started talking to a lot of different product managers that that i somehow knew I said, "What do you do? How how is your day in a life, and so on?" And then I said, "Yeah, I mean, this that was more like affirmation, saying, 'Yeah, this is a life I would want to live.'" Mm-hmm. Right. So, so somehow, yeah, I mean, it worked. So I think we are at the final stages of our uh, conversation here. Hmm. But before that, um, uh, in your 
in your search of that product person do you have a favorite product person you probably look up to or uh so no i actually don't have one person i have a lot of people different people mm-hmm. um so if your question is do you want to be like somebody uh, no i mean no of course not i mean mm-hmm. someone uh, whose work um so um i think so i'll give you an example uh-huh. i like marisa mayer um, okay she, uh, huh. marisa mayer i think yeah. is pretty good um um i mean jobs is obviously uh-huh. there um elon is obviously there uh-huh. as well uh, apart from that even sundar i think was a product person before uh-huh. he became ceo so yeah those are my few product people i no, so, like i actually do don't any? look up to somebody um, what i look at is the information they have okay um so i, I don't know how i've gotten to this but but uh, i think it's it's become stronger over the last two years is i don't look up to a certain person mm-hmm. um i just say okay this is a person who no thinks i mean who seems to be doing something right how can i get that information Mm-hmm. right and then you know there are like some 10 15 people are doing well so how do you get that information so i'm more interested there mm-hmm. uh, rather than saying uh, i want to emulate what they have done and mm-hmm. so on I, I, th- like that has not been a need for i mean early on yes i used to look up to people saying i want to be like that person and so on and mm-hmm. some somehow it's faded out mm-hmm. and now i look at the information they hold and i say how do i get that information because i i something that i fundamentally believe in is that information makes the world go around and if you are in the right place at the right time with the right information you are able to do something good mm-hmm. right so i i just focus on that right so i think we started in 2015 we reached 2021 that yeah. your uh-huh. product manager uh-huh. um mm-hmm. lead school lead yeah school i'm so sorry yeah. um what is your next uh, three to yeah, five yeah i i got into lead because um um uh, i mean my obsession my obsession with information is that uh of course we all know the ed- education system is this and that and we keep giving it different names and uh, a lot of people are trying to fix it as well um i i, I mean i don't look I, i don't look top down on education saying there is a system where people are taught and you know you need to make teaching better i don't see it that way i see education as information transfer uh, between generations uh, truth transfer and fact transfer right so that's how i see education it's it's packets of information going from one human being to another that is what education is uh, there's just this complex system that we've built on top of it which we you know where it's, it's a system and a process of what was effective of you know years ago and what doesn't seem to be effective now mm-hmm. so um, again this inf- obsession with information so then i said yeah you know what if if i really want to make some use of this life that i have because what i'm 25 now and i'll have 70 more years to live and after that i'm fucking off mm. right so uh i have this amount of time what do i do with it so i said let's see if i can tinker with this problem right like how can i make information trans- transfer more effective mm-hmm. um so that's where i came from uh and i said the 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 the, the place that need, this needs to be solved at is at a young age because that's where people make their uh algorithms of of information capture mm-hmm. right i mean kids uh, kids are databases right kids are databases uh and then the learning method is that that is is the algorithm that consumes this information so i said you know how how do i somehow make that better i so, think i found my caption for the video kids are databases okay so they are, we are all databases right, right? right i mean we are databases so um <laughs> yeah <laughs> people, a lot of people don't like that view they yeah. oh kids are not databases kids are yeah. this 
and fundamentally your brain is a bloody database so um yeah as like i said i want i want to tinker with that get into ed- education um either get into a school get into some something where you can get access to it and, and slowly start nudging it mm-hmm. i mean you're not going to solve the problem on day one you're probably going never going to solve it uh you can maybe improve it so that somebody has done line solves it who knows right mm-hmm. so that's that's why i got into lead um because lead works on at school problems leads not working on post school problems like a lot of other companies are um you know like they work closely with the child they work closely with the teacher they work closely with the principal and the school owner which is basically everybody who has to be taken care of in that ecosystem mm-hmm. right um so which that's why i got in okay um that's about it actually nakul um thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for taking the time on a sunday and uh, your i i don't know the, the audience members can't see it but i know you're the only person <laughs> in this office uh, so thank you so much for taking my, the time my uh, pleasure. it was amazing yeah my pleasure buddy have a good time